Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Do you want inside information? You will not be able to repeat it to your kids, but you will learn and you will laugh. Door Bumper Clear is on. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Door Bumper Clear, a podcast with the best spotters on the planet in the NASCAR industry. This is KB. And thank you to One Main Financial for sponsoring this podcast every week. And we're here in the Exalta Studios, and I am with our co-hosts. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler. What a wonderful opening you just pulled off. Was that good? You sounded great. Thanks. Yeah, you could do that 1-900 stuff if this ever doesn't work out. <laughs> I actually already do it. It's how I'm supplementing oh, my salary. That's how oh. you train yourself. <laughs> we, got, we got a super sub in the house today. Yeah, hi, I'm Kevin Hamlin, spot for Casey Kane. I am basically everybody's sub. Super sub. It's basically how my You're everybody's Yeah. <laughs> like 15 minutes ago, I was at the office yeah. getting ready to start my Monday, and I get a text. Hey, can you stop by? TJ can't make it. Yeah. So Here you I'm, are. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like the Vinny Testaverde of NASCAR. <laughs> you know he was colorblind? What? Vinny? Yeah, that explains all those interceptions I got through. Because he left so. Miami, pretty good college quarterback. Gets to the NFL and just sucks. I don't know if he sucks. Is that a new revelation that he was colorblind? Or is this something people... I think I saw it on Facebook. It must be true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be true. (laughs) So, so Kristen, what did you do all weekend? You were off. I was off. I went to a cousin's wedding in upstate New York. Yeah. It was 45 degrees and pouring, and I love that weather, so it was good. Yeah. Josh, what did you do? I just hung out... um, no real big th- stuff. Go to Saeed's? No, I didn't go to Saeed's. <laughs> Josh's favorite bar. No, it's not my favorite bar. But I did do some drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. I went to the Alabama game. That was awesome. Did you? 101,000 people. Holy crap. They squeaked out the win against A&M. Dang. So it was fun. That's a cool place. Not as fun as Columbia, South Carolina. Not as fun as Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville is beautiful. <laughs> Not as fun as Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What? Knoxville is beautiful. <laughs> Columbia is no more fun. What'd you do, Hamlin? Truck race? Nope. Got fired from that deal, so I did not do a truck. <laughs> you were doing who? Nobody. But who were you doing? Oh, uh, Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes. Yeah. Did, is he the guy that caused the big wreck this weekend? One of them. It yes. wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Oh, he took what? out Cole, the double zero one truck. It wasn't his fault. Man. It wasn't his fault. So you, you just chilled this weekend? 
Yeah, I was just going to hang out and watch the race. And then uh, TJ said, hey, can you spot the 19? Joey's going to be late. He thought the race was at 3. So <laughs> the race is in like 50 minutes, and Joey's like 45 minutes away leaving the hotel. You are a super sub. Yeah, so, so where, I'm like – Where were you at? Standing on top of the roof. Like I didn't – all my radio stuff was at the hotel. Like I didn't have anything. TJ's like, Joey might make it, but can you be on sp- standby? I'm like, are you serious? So – Joey ended up making it. You know, we all have that nightmare that right. we're at the hotel or in the infield and the yeah. race is starting. So Joey makes it. <laughs> so Wait, well, so, you so didn't have up. any radios, though. What would you use? Well, uh, Austin, Dario brought up all his stuff. And yeah. he was going to – I was just going to borrow his stuff till Joey showed up. And then – So wait a minute. You're there as a fan. You're hanging out. You're just going to watch the race. Yeah. And then you get a call of, hey, Joey's not going to make it. We might need you to do it. Yeah. Wow. And then, wait, this <laughs> this has never happened. No, listen, and I wish I could make this up. So I'm just standing up there watching, watching what's going on. Tyler Green hollers at me, Hamlin, yeah, you you do this pit stop for me? My stomach's tore up. <laughs> like, are you serious? So, so I do pit road for the 24 at Grant Enfinger when yeah. he's leading. Yeah. Come in first. We leave like seventh. I'm doing pit road. So going Tyler's in. got a and you got a spot. Yeah. <laughs> So I do. So, so Tyler's like, Kevin Hamlin's going to get you. This so is I, unreal. I get him on pit road. He yeah. does a pit stop. Tyler comes out after the pit stop and goes and wins the race. He wins the race. I text him. I said, hey, man, you give me a victory lane hat? <laughs> I mean, you're a winning spotter. Yeah. This weekend. Finally. You contributed. Man, uh, that's, that is funny. That's I got funny. a weird career of. You really do. Whatever. This pillow is really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but you man. should feel good because everyone now, you're the go-to guy. Basically, yeah. If you want a mediocre substitute <laughs> for anything in your life, just text you. Just let me know. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Awesome. We got a lot to talk about. We do. So, Dega, Joey wins. Joey Logano. After dragging a jack around for a while. <laughs> How did that not come out? I don't know. We were behind him. Yeah. I said, duck. Duck, just coming through the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah duck. You got a Hans, a six-point harness, just duck. I don't know, man. Talladega, for me, it lacked a little bit of drama. I certainly thought it was going to be wilder than what it was. I just feel like the some of the Fords were dominant. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got Brian Scott capable of running second, here's your sign that, that they've got some sort of an advantage. Uh, but, but the pack itself – was just a gridlock. Well, I mean, there was no big one. No, I mean, when you got in the pack, you just couldn't move. I mean, I like to see a lot of lead changes with a lot of guys, and I feel like when you're pushing momentum and, and lines are working well and guys are working well together, they can make things happen. But it, it really seemed like whoever got out front just played the swerve right and left game and keep everybody behind them. Yeah, the two's really good at that. Yeah, I They're think like- he had nitrous. The two Jeff. and Dale Jr. are about the best at working the air like that, and they are just they get out front, it's just too hard to pass them. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely saw that Dale Jr. is one of the best drafters with him not being in the race mm-hmm. because I think a lot of us think, man, that car is, is has something special. The 88? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, even when he drove the 8, it was like, man, that, that, that car. And I think now with Dale not being in the race, we say Dale Jr. is something special because that car never led. It came out of a pit stop sequence and ended up fourth. Other than that, I mean, this guy ran 10th to 15th all day. So Bowman certainly is no Dale Jr. when it comes to plate racing, but very few are, you know. How'd Clint fare? We ended up 18th. Uh, the bottom line on restarts was just terrible, and we got the bottom twice there at the end. So it went from 7th to 18th after two restarts. You got a little TV time yesterday. Oh, that ain't good. 
<laughs> I mean, really, they were showing Joey Meyer, but you were. Oh, but I was there. <laughs> standing yeah. next to him. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Joey made the race on time. Yeah. For the cup race. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm That's a good, yeah, we've been standing beside of each other, and, and ironically, between Saturday races and Sunday races, Elliot, you know, on Saturday, and obviously he spots for Brad on Sunday. We won a lot of races in that little spot over the last few years. So I think he had yesterday pretty much locked up, just got debris on the grill, waited too late to get it off, and blew her up. This isn't on the spot-on, spot-off, but what was with all the engine trouble? So Truex, he got the pole, right? And yep. then he finished last? Yeah, he blew up. You know, that place is hard Same on motors running wide open all day. Brad actually got the uh, trash on the grill, oh. so he overheated, blew him up. Gotcha. And when, when that happens, you know you have trash on the grill because your temps start skyrocketing. You're screaming, look at my grill. We're looking at the grill. Yes, you have trash. Well, if you don't make a move, which basically for him, he's got to relinquish the lead. Well, he didn't. And by the time they orchestrated the deal, he let Blaney go around him to get the trash off. It was too late. Two laps later, he KO'd it. So let's go into spot on, spot off. Y'all ready? Yeah. Kevin, you're first. Okay. Spot on, spot off. No big one at Talladega. Uh, why do you gotta make the sub guy that <laughs> start? Did you wake up already? Twenty minutes ago, I was Can you drinking. Finish a and yeah. Just get on it. Um. I don't know. I mean, you want Talladega to be a good race, right? I mean, I guess you don't want to say spot off because there's no big one because you don't want to see all these cars tore up. I mean, as somebody in, in, in the industry, um, I was very surprised coming to the checker that they didn't wad them all up. Yeah. Very surprised. Yeah. I, I'll go spot on with no big one. I, I don't go, I don't ever go to the racetrack to see a wreck, you know? And I think when we went away from tandem, we came back to the pack just to get the freaking wreck back. And I, I think a real race fan wants to see a race and not a wreck, you know? There, you was, think? A, there was a big one in the truck race. So if you wanted the big one, then just watch, watch that. The truck race. Big ones. There was like yeah, nine ones. trucks running at the end of that thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had a couple wrecks. We Biffle had a wreck. Casey had a wreck. What happened in Casey's wreck? I don't know. We were middle three just cruising, and it came around. He thought maybe left rear went down because it oh. just came around on him like that. Yeah. Man. So I don't know. Spot on, spot off. Harvick punches Kurt. <laughs> spot on for the intensity, but spot off. These guys are teammates. Like, that's awkward. You, you're, you're both advancing into the chase. You're in the you're in the elite eight, so to speak, and now you have created this drama within your team. Like, you should be worried about helping each other, not doing that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Lunchtime today would be a little awkward. There's Tommy Baldwin. What's he doing? Is he lost? Yeah, <laughs> he's looking good. Does he want to come be on the podcast? Yeah, we can ask him about his charter. <laughs> I'm sure, he hadn't heard that yet. <laughs> What's up, TB? Spot on, spot off. Truex Jr. and Brad blow up, and their chase hopes and dreams. And spot off. What a bad way to go out. Mm-hmm. You know, Martin is certainly not locked in, but he's in a pretty good spot. Brad's got to win to get in, and, man, that sucks for them guys. Yeah, it just shows how important, that, you know, the chase is. Those two cars were dominant all year yeah. and then aren't in the final round. I mean, it's got to be tough for those guys to swallow. Yeah, I picked Truex to win the championship. <laughs> Josh picked Keselowski. They're both already out. Who'd you pick? Harvick. He's still in. <coughs> mm-hmm. Who'd TJ pick? Denny. He's still in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Spot Bear. on, spot off, the 100% rule. You know, I never really understood why we came out with this years ago at Richmond to start with. I mean, these guys are going to give and take. The 100% rule, spot off, do away with it. I mean, clearly the Gibbs guys were not running 100%. Clearly Kyle letting Eric Jones lead a lap, you know, a week ago at, at Kansas. that He's not giving 100%. So – 
why market this thing if you don't have a way to actually say, we don't think you're giving 100%, here's the penalty for it. If there's no penalty, what's the point of having a rule? Yeah, it's just too hard to police. Yeah. There's there's no way to actually, I think, police that deal. I mean, the Gibbs guys were doing what they had to do to get through that, but it, you would think at one point, okay, everybody that we're racing the two and the 78 are out, we might as well at least try and go race, and they still just kind of hung out in the back. So. And I didn't understand that given the situation that Denny was in. I mean, Denny really needed those three cars between him and the three car, you know, to to help the point cushion. Mm. I mean, Denny wins a tiebreaker to get through. If the Gibbs guys got up there and, and raced, they would have been fast. They would have been up front. You would have yep. thought they'd go help their guy, but I don't know. That was weird. Yep. I didn't get it. Spot on, spot off, the rules package for the plate tracks. Uh, I mean, I, I think it – I could go either way. It kind of just depends on how the race ends. I mean, the, the the Daytona races were pretty good. The spring race there was good. This one ended kind of, you know, boring as far as a plate deal goes. You probably want to go back to the tandem racing since you were the we man were good at, at that. It. You, I didn't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go spot off. I think, you know, we're looking at some, some changes for next year, and, and we certainly need to look at changes for the plate stuff too. We we need these guys to have more motor and have the ability to push. And right now, like I said, it's just a great lock. Spot on, spot off. Standing ovation on lap 14. For sure, spot on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm standing there, I'm spotting, and all of a sudden everybody stands up, and I'm like, uh-oh, what do they see that I don't see? And I almost have a panic attack. I'm like, oh, shit. I thought Dale Jr. took the lead, and I forgot he wasn't in the race. <laughs> I mean, it, it literally scared me. I'm like, what are they seeing? Order 100,000 people see something I don't. So it, it freaked me out a little bit, but it was cool. Yeah, it was. Was it, that a premeditated thing? Yeah, they were talking about it leading up to it, and it was on the big screen and stuff. I didn't, I didn't yeah. hear it. I didn't hear him talk about it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were in the back with the Gibbs guys at that point, so I wasn't doing a whole lot. You were chilling. Yeah. He was yeah. being the mediocre spotter. I yeah. think Tony just kind of chilled all day. He did. I asked Bob. I'm like, Bob, you going to get up there? He's like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> I mean, I think he's just like, nah, I ain't getting in this deal. Yeah. I'm out. So it's cool. All right. You want to take a break? Let's take a quick one. Hey, Junior Nation. Now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. Hey, we're back. And we're going to go into fast lane, and I'm going to give some topics to both Kevin and Brett. And each of them gets 30 seconds, and then the person who went first gets time for a rebuttal, which is TJ's favorite word. All right, Brett, you're going first. You ready? Okay. Of the eight drivers that have advanced in the chase, who do you think will take home the cup this year? That's a tough one. The 50% rule says it's going to be a Toyota because Gibbs has all their cars in it. you got to think they're going to work well together. Ah, there's so many guys so fast. I'm going to go with Matt Kenseth. I think he's, I think he's racing his ass off right now. I say he's got to be. I don't think you can rule out some of the other guys. Obviously, they've been – good all year um jimmy will be tough those guys just always seem to dig deep and run well at the end um obviously they've done it many times in the past uh, i think the 18 will end up being tough too yeah you, you've got the 18 the four 
the 11 who's not won it. You've obviously got Matt who has one. I mean, you've got a lot of fast cars in this thing. I don't think anybody is there that you, you can look at and say they got no chance. I think all eight of these guys have a chance. Harvick? Harvick is going to be tough, him and Jimmy. Jimmy, like Kevin said, I mean, when it's time to go, Jimmy goes. Cup goes from the longest track at Dega to the smallest track, Martinsville. As a spotter, what is the easier track to spot at? Kevin? Martinsville. It's Everything happens a little slower. You're right on top of everything. Um, you can see everything. Talladega, the angles are tough when they're coming out of four, coming into the tri-oval. They're a long ways away from you getting into three, so Martinsville's a lot easier to spot. Yeah, Martinsville is, is definitely easier. It is, however, though, one of the busier tracks for us. When you look at the plate tracks, you look at Bristol-Martinsville, that's our four busiest races of the year. So even though it's easier, it's it's still busy, still fun. Mm. You got anything to add to that? Nope. <laughs> Super sub. <laughs> Oh, hey, my stomach hurts. I'll be right back. <laughs> cover, cover me. Martinsville was the last race that Jeff Gordon won in the Cup Series. He will be behind the wheel of the 88 this weekend. Do you think he has a shot to go to victory lane again, Brett? You know, Jeff Gordon certainly was capable of winning at Martinsville, but he set out. He's been out of the race car, and it seems like when he's come back this year, he struggled to get acclimated for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because it's not the crew chief we worked with last year with Allen or what's different, but he's not come back and set the world on fire when he's in that seat. Yeah, I think if he uh, had been running a little more, absolutely. You know, he's really good at that track, and he's proven it for a long time. I think he could still be in contention, um, but I think if he would have run a little bit more the last few weeks, that percentage would have, you know, at least for me, be quite a bit higher. Yeah, I'd say no. I think the answer is just no. I think that these chase guys have so much on the line. Those eight guys will probably all finish top ten. Is this a dumb question? So he's been out of the car for a while. Do you, do they put him in a simulator leading up to any of this or no? No. no he's he Jeff just Gordon. shows up. Yeah, he's Jeff Gordon. Okay. Those simulators are weird. You know, like some of the guys go to the one at TRD – and they physically can't do them. It gives them motion sickness. Really? Yeah, because you're sitting in the simulator, and, and it's telling you your brain that you're moving where your body's not moving, and some guys struggle with it. I mean, these are professional race car drivers that struggle with it. I know Bowman's in them like three times a week for Hendrick, right? Yeah. Like eight hours in the black box. Well, it's the new way of testing. You know, what people don't realize is we have a no testing rule. What these engineers do is they rent time on these simulators and they go run setups on these simulators. And the driver, like an Alex Bowman, a guy that's not running full-time and has some downtime, they'll go drive it. A full-time cup driver doesn't want to go sit in a simulator all week. He drives a real race car for a living all the time. So their, their lifestyle, they, they don't want to go sit in a simulator. But it, it's supposedly really cool. I've only seen a video of one. Have you been to one? No. Oh. But I would like to say I think it's cool that Alex Bowman's a cup driver and has a day job. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Blue collar, Alex <laughs> Martinsville is not only known for their great short track racing, they are also known for their hot dogs. How many Martinsville hot dogs have you consumed in one day? About half. Half of one. <laughs> half a hot dog. Yeah, pass. <laughs> I call them gut grenades. <laughs> and they're really a funky pink. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes. I'd rather eat a taco over a hot dog. Sometimes they'll show up on our... <laughs> at other racetracks. Did you say holla? Holla. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Marshall hot dog's famous. It gets a lot of pub, but then they give you issues. The fact <laughs> that they sell them in the garage. Don't let Tyler Green have a hot dog this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sell them right there in the garage. So cool. My favorite food is to go to South Boston and get a bologna burger. 
Ew. Oh, it's National Bologna Day. Today? <laughs> yeah. Woody and Wilcox said it. This Have morning. you ever had a fried bologna burger? <laughs> no. No? Would you eat one? <laughs> no. Well, I've had a sandwich. What's the difference What's between a sandwich and a burger? A burger is it's on a hamburger bun. <laughs> so it's still a sandwich. Wheat. It's called a bologna burger. Oh. So you got to take peppers and onions and you, you saute them in butter, right? And you cook them and you get them good and soft and then you take them out. And then you fry your bologna. Well, if you don't cut slits in your bologna, it'll like blow up in the middle like a bubble. So you got to cut little slits, and then you fry like each regular side. Regular bologna? Yeah. Like Oscar Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you take it off, and you put a bunch of Hellman's mayonnaise, and you put a bunch of cheese. I see what you did there. Some mustard, if you like mustard, and then your peppers and onions. It's good. It sounds disgusting. Oh, it's awesome. I've had just the fried, fried bologna. Yeah. Like I didn't do all that other, and it was good, but. Yeah. It's got to be thick bologna. I like ring bologna. Yeah. Like, What's I'm that? Pennsylvania Dutch, so it's like, it's, it just looks like, I don't know. That's, <laughs> what are you talking about? Ring bologna. I've never even heard Is of that. that. It like... looks like a sausage, but it's bologna in sausage form, and you cut, like, slices. You, they call it, up home, they call it, like, the summer sampler or something. You get, like, cheese and bologna <laughs> and mustard, and that's what you're after. That sounds way worse. We're summer gonna get, sausage. We're going to get Elliot and Will to cook you a bologna burger at Texas. Will. Wheel. You gotta have a bologna burger one time. I just okay, but I can't have the bread. Why? Because the gluten thing. How <laughs> oh many times have I ended up in in care? Like not even a bite. No, my throat closes up and I can't breathe. Hamlin will sub for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give a garage tour? For do they me? make gluten-free hamburger buns? Yes, they do. So we need to buy those. Okay. Do they taste terrible? They're h- hard. <laughs> they yeah. like they jack up the top of your mouth. Yeah. There's huh. also that wheat thing that you're not <laughs> very good with. <laughs> All right. The off-the-wall topic, the World Series begins tomorrow night between the Indians and the Cubs. Who is your pick to win the series? Brett. I thought the Cubs got beat by the Dodgers. <laughs> no? Oh, you didn't see all those bandwagon Cubs fans come out? I thought it was like two to nothing or how many games did they play? Five? Best of five? Yeah. I thought it was over. Obviously, the Cubs came back and won. Well, they have to win three in a row. <laughs> Where have you been? In Alabama. They lit Chicago on fire. Uh, they did? Wrigleyville went nuts. No, they just were like crazy. That's cool, man. I, I I hope the Cubs win. You know, but Cleveland, the mistake by the lake, <laughs> they've been struggling forever. Why are you alienating our Ohio listeners? They've been struggling forever in sports, and now it's like LeBron's back. the and, last time they were in yeah. the World Series. So this is a big deal, man. Go, go Cleveland. The Browns still suck, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be cool if the Cubs won. But I'm more excited for the stewards of the game. You ate honeybees. My daughter Grace's playoffs start tonight. Yeah. One and done. They better win. The honeybees? That's so cute. I don't know. They can't pick a name. That's all they really care about. <laughs> it's eight-year-olds. It's yeah. pandemonium. Is it? Yeah. I stand on first base. and They're like out in the outfield like picking flowers and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does she run like you run or does she have a – She got wheels. I, I'm fast, man. I'm just old now. Well, you, your, your technique is what I'm – Speaking because it's hard to run with seven radios on up there when you're moving around. When Hamlin starts running, I just start laughing. (laughs) Why are you running up there? Because I'm working. He was running everywhere yesterday. I mean, he's all over that spotter stand. He was coordinating pit stops. Do you have a Fitbit? Is that you're trying to get your steps in? (laughs) (laughs) That's what it looks like. Oh, God. All right, so we're going to go into Ask DBC, hashtag Ask DBC, where producer Josh has chosen a few questions from. Our Twitter feed. At Jen Olk asks, how stressful is it when things get crazy on the track? Y'all stay so calm. 
It's it's very stressful. Uh, I have a, a Garmin watch that has a heart rate monitor built into it. <clears throat> My resting heart rate is 72-ish beats a minute. And after one of the wrecks yesterday, I looked at my heart rate, and it got up to 102. Ooh. So, the, but but to this point of this question, if we get excited, the driver's going to get excited. And if he makes a mistake, it can be big. So it's important for us to try to be calm. I mean, we, we all have to be a lot of things. Sometimes informative, sometimes entertaining. Sometimes you got to get their head back in the game. I mean, you can play cheerleader, Dr. Phil, and spotter all in 30 seconds, you know, with these guys. But if if our voice gets raised, man, they're going to they're gonna panic. I mean, Hamlin's been on the other end of it. He's been in the car and heard the spotter freak out. So I think he probably realizes how he's got to stay chill. Yeah. It's usually because I was backing the thing into the fence when I was driving it. <laughs> Uh, you all right in there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just part of the deal. You get used to it, you know. Yeah. I think uh, the, over the time you learn to do that, like at first, when I first started doing it, I probably wasn't very calm. Yeah. But, uh, and I think depending on whoever you're spotting for, too, you you kind of know if they like to fight a little bit or if they like somebody to kind of stay chill. So it's just things you pick up as you What's progress. Casey like? He is chill. It's pretty quiet. He's he, not chatty? No. Not unless he's mad. He's not chatty in real life, though. Yeah, I was about to say he's pretty quiet. He, he's a quiet dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was Kansas. It was I've never heard you get um super riled up ever because you're pretty calm. You're like a, a therapist up there. Yeah. But where were we? Stay with me, man. Stay with me. <laughs> Calm talking, it down. He talked me off the ledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I think we got a bad lane on a restart. We were behind an it idiot was, or something, yep. and I lost it. For we a got the bottom, and you didn't want the bottom. You wanted the top. Yeah. See on channel two. I'm more animated than I am on Channel 1 because Channel 2, like, I can scream and holler and nobody cares, you know, but you don't want to rile up the driver. But, yeah, it's good he talked me off that ledge. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, At something, K. It's Courtlick. 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 Uh-huh. Cotter. The R is after the T. Oh. Well, who names that? If you could do it all over again, would you pick a new career? Why? Why not? Hamlin, talk to us. Hamlin uh, has like nine careers going on at one time. Yeah. I do. It's very, you know, I did that on purpose. That way if I suck at one, they had a hard time at firing me at all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, this is what I set out to do. I guess the only thing is, you know, I wish that, you know, being a driver would have worked out better, but I'm a better spotter than I am a driver <laughs> at times. And at uh, times. The only part I don't like about the career is um, travel stinks. It's hard being gone Thursday through Sunday yeah. so much. That's absolutely the worst part. Yeah, your wife's probably glad, though. Dude, in, like, like third week of off season, she's like. Mandy's like, you got to go. Yeah. It's Can you Thursday. get out? You were totally screwing up our chi yeah. here. It's Thursday at four. Go right around for three days and then come back home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, look, we all have wonderful jobs. You know, would we pick a new career? I really wanted to be a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. And, and I was on pace to do that. And then I got to college and I stopped dancing, <laughs> professionally. you know, professionally. This comes up every podcast. And Somehow Janet Jackson enters this podcast. It's because she's hot. And then <laughs> and then I, I ended up, you know, doing PR for Elliot back in the day. And, and man, the main reason I say I 100% wouldn't want to do anything else is because of the friends and the relationships I've made since I've been here. I mean – Hell, I wouldn't know Hamlin if I didn't do this. I wouldn't know you, Josh. I mean, so it – you mean you make so many friends. Elliot's like a brother to me. And it, it – I told somebody yesterday, you know, I've been very fortunate because everybody I've spotted for I had a personal relationship with before I started spotting for them. So it, it makes it easier to do your job. So just from that standpoint, man, I'm – now, I, I definitely would do this again. I'd like to make about triple the money I'm making. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can we work on that? 
TJ makes like twenty five hundred a podcast, so that doesn't surprise me. And he'll scream how broke he is. <laughs> so you got a much extra Christmas money coming your way. Cool. Yeah, we'll do it in cash. Well, now my wife knows, so I can't spend it. So thanks. <laughs> At TL Star 2014 asked, do spotters have any requirements, responsibilities put on them by sponsors? Yeah. I mean, we certainly have to carry ourselves. I mean, we're not a brand ambassador to the extent that the driver is, but we have an affiliation with all these guys. You know, it's corporate America playing. You know, we'll do pit tours for them from time to time. We'll do appearances in the suite for them from time to time. You know, I mean, we've got sponsors a part of this show. So I think we certainly have that in the back of our minds. Sure, and TJ is like, you know, the corporate sponsor. I got a sprint appearance. I got to do this. I got to do that. So there is some stuff. Um, but, yeah, you got a T-shirt on or a billboard shirt with your last name across it Yeah. on Sundays. So, you, you know. Oh, your, your shirts have your names on them? Mine do, and everybody asks, hey, how's Denny running? I'm like, <laughs> you see the Hendrix stuff? I have no clue. <laughs> this is Hamlin across the back. But, um, yeah, sure. I mean, we're Brett hit it spot on there. When we first got on Twitter – Everybody would say, how do you get to become a spotter? How do you get into racing? And every one of them that would tweet me, I would tweet Hamlin and go, ask ask Hamlin. He knows how. He loved it. Yeah, we got that a lot. I started telling him it was part of my probation, and people thought it was <laughs> true. <laughs> At Cornelius V-Star asks, your thoughts on late October and no cup sponsor announced. Cause for concern or not yet? Man, this is a... Uh... Listen, I have, I'm ordering fire suits. Yeah. And our fire suits, they take four to six weeks to make. And I know that's the smallest thing that anyone's concerned about, but we don't have a sponsor to put on. Yeah. A title, we don't have a, a patch. Uh-uh. Yeah. We'll it, make a sticker. You know, is there cause for concern? Here's the thing. I just want to put this into perspective. It seems like to me NASCAR is faced with the same challenge that the teams face on a daily basis, which is selling our product and our service to corporate America. And I think they've never really struggled with that. And I think in today's world of social media and a lot of things have changed the platform and the assets and ultimately the value. And so they're having to take their sponsorship to the marketplace. And I think they're finding out what the teams have known for the last decade is sometimes it's not easy. You know, we know there are some companies in play. They can be very selective on ultimately who they pick. But the fact that it is October and we don't have one announced, I think it says a lot about just the market in general for sponsorship. Your watch is still on Central Time, bro. I know. I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> set my GPS. I was just looking at. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I gotta show you do it. Uh, yeah, what you said's good. <laughs> he's such a he's yeah. such a great new addition to this podcast. I mean, I, I'm not as controversial as the <laughs> that sits here normally <laughs> and this guy. So, so here, here's the thing that nobody really ever says. Okay, when you have a brand like Winston, okay, mm-hmm. and you have a brand like Sprint. They do NASCAR's job for them. They take this series and this sport to the marketplace. They put it in every Sprint store. They put it on billboards. They put it in commercials. So the sponsor does NASCAR's job for them. NASCAR doesn't have to spend a lot of money on branding, on advertising, on marketing, because these guys are doing that for them. So they have to be really selective, too. You know, they can't pick the wrong one because if it doesn't get taken to the marketplace – our ratings go down. Our attendance goes down. A lot of things change. So it's important that they get the right partner for all of us. It has to be, you know, an ultimate consumer-driven brand for us all to really prosper. Because just think the flip side of that is, you know, you're Casey Kane. Well, Sprint uses you to put you in their commercials. So Farmers Insurance and all your sponsors get love, you know, more value. So it's important we get the right one for sure. 
At Jojo6040 asks, will Dega's date switch in 2017 change? What? Oh, well, there. yeah, right. How Chase teams race it. That was it. What's the date change? They're flopping. They're switching it with. Yeah, yeah it's not a elimination race. So if it's not an elimination race, yeah. yeah. You won't see the Gibbs cars hanging out in the back, I don't think. You'll see everybody racing. Yeah. Yeah. It, sure. it, it, it's almost like, based on what Hamlin just said, it's almost like it needs to be first. Yeah. To where you got to go because you can't afford not to, to go. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, it's going it, to, I mean, it's going to change it for sure. No doubt. So, Brett, you won. You won the inaugural door bumper clear pick em championship. I know, TJ's not even here TJ. for me to make fun of him. Do you get a trophy? No. So here's what happened. We started. I think it's a belt buckle. We start, <laughs> Yeah. We started this thing where we were just going to pick who wins the race, right? Basically, you pick who you think is going to win. I'll pick who I think is going to win. So TJ gets way behind. So we. He say, did, did he change the rules? No, I changed them for him because oh. he started whining. Because he was sucking so bad. Yeah. <laughs> he was down like eight races. Yeah. <laughs> so we said, all right, look, we're going to start over. You get to pick one driver every week, as do I, but we can never pick them again. And we just have to pick who we think is going to beat the other one, basically a matchup. Mm -hmm. So my whole strategy was I'm going to get a big lead to where you can't catch me. Well, he kept picking crappy drivers, <laughs> and I just kept getting a bigger lead. And so – it's over. I've won with four races remaining. I think it's cool we can give TJ a hard time when he's not here to defend himself. I think that's, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Part. Yeah. He's going to be so mad next week. He is going to be mad next week. He'll be back, though. All right. Do you gents have anything that you want to rant? I saw something last night. Oh, boy. <laughs> is it political or religious in any no. manner? So – the media, our motorsports media is a lot different than other media because they travel with us everywhere. They're on our planes. You know, we see them at the track. We see them in the media center. And I just saw an article that said, Harvick, who finished seventh, went over to Bush's car afterward for a brief conversation. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, no. That's not what happened. Kurt Busch body slammed Harvick going down the backstretch. He slams into his car. Okay. Harvick gets mad. Harvey gets out of his car. He goes to Bush's car. They didn't have a conversation. Like, these people need to write what really happened. But see, what they're afraid of is if they say what really happened, well, then they're afraid that Harvick won't give them an interview or Bush won't give them an interview. Like, our media is in a really tough spot to do their job. I mean, this is one of the hardest working journalists in the sport, and he's afraid to say what really happened because you don't want to be blackballed. Everyone saw what happened on TV. It's not like... It's some secret that happened in the NASCAR Spring Cup hauler where someone got their hand slapped and that, no one wants to talk about it. That's my point, is our media is so entrenched with relationships within the sport, sometimes it's hard for them to do oh, their job. Oh, like personal relationships too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If if they say something bad about Casey Kane, the They're next week they call him and they say, hey, Casey, we want you to do an interview. He's going to say, no, I ain't doing it. So our media is in a lot different spot. When you watch football and you see Mike Ditka and all those guys in the studio, they don't see these people every week. They can say whatever they want to say. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that's a weird spot to be in. The, I mean, try to do your job, but then try to worry about whose feelings you're going to hurt. That's what I do every day. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Check your Twitter. I'd be, uh, I'd be really good or at that. Or the group text. Maybe we should be media people. We are, technically. We're on a podcast. Is this media? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> millions, millions of people. Millions. Hey, I've had more FM people. morning talk shows? Worldwide. I've had more people the last two weeks coming up to me saying they listen to the show. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
two people? Oh, I got to get your a, mom. I, I'm giving away a crew shirt. It's too bad I didn't bring it today. You could have signed it to people who left us reviews on iTunes. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of people that were doing that. Yeah. Can we talk about how my Eagles beat the Vikings yesterday? And the Vikings were undefeated. Yep. Wow. No mo. Can we talk about the Seahawks kissing their sister last night? That <laughs> terrible game. Six to six. Yeah. I'm, nobody won. No. How can no. how can nobody win? I don't know. They beat, I don't, I don't they beat the crap out of each other for like three hours, and it's like. Did you watch it? Yeah, I stayed up till midnight. That's why I'm on two cups of coffee, two of those. But you're not like <clears throat> high energy right now. I'm just I'm barely functioning. <laughs> Stop by KKR in about 20 minutes, and I might be drooling on myself at my <laughs> He's desk. Sleeping, sleeping underneath yeah. his desk. So what do you got to do today at Casey Kane Racing? What's your Mondays like? Uh, got to update his website. Got to update KKR's website because they both won this weekend. So that's oh, cool. awesome. Yeah. Which one won? Both of them. Brad won on Friday. Darren won on Saturday. They yeah. were rain rain out makeup. So that was good. They uh, it's such a long season for them guys. They just got world finals this week. So people don't realize that grind. It's nuts, man. It's when they leave, like in I May. Did. Josh worked for them. Did you? I worked for the World Finals. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to all ninety one year. <laughs> you went to every race. Yeah. Ninety of them. It was awful. The crew guys leave and don't <laughs> come home. Did you get to come home some? Uh, I got to come home some, but I went like one stretch. I went 60 days in a row, came home for like three days, and then went 30 days, came home for like two days. And It's brutal. It is brutal. Yeah, these guys since, you know, KKR and Larson Marks are in North Carolina. Most of the teams are in Indy area, so it's kind of centrally located. But I'm getting it wrong, but something like in May when they leave, the haulers don't make it back till September. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So, and then the crew chiefs will, you know, Kale's got a family, so he'll fly back and forth when he can. But the crew guys are younger guys, so they just kind of yeah. hang out with the truck and yeah. do their thing. It's it's a it's a real tough deal. Those guys. Well, do. I mean, it's crazy because you'll like you'll go to Seattle and race um, north of Seattle. I forgot what race. Skagit. It's way north. Yeah. And, and then Elma's and then, south. And then go all the way down to, like, Sacramento <laughs> in a matter of 12 days. Yeah. Like, 11 races in 12 days down the west coast. Yeah, they were in uh, Kansas on Friday and in Oklahoma on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, we get to go to Canada, too. Canada. Brett loves Canada. I do love Canada. I'm, I maybe should be Canadian. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you have that <laughs> a, a. accent. Yeah. Not I think all. you like Montreal. I like Canada. Whistler is one of my favorite places in the world. God, it's fun. I was not a big fan of Canada, at least Montreal. Not even like Old Town? Oh, you probably didn't get time to no, do tourist really stuff. No, didn't really get time to yeah. do touristy My stuff. My brother lives in Ottawa, so and it's beautiful up there. Yeah. It's freezing as hell, though. It like is. September like to like by now, it's cold. June. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty during the summer. Well, we're off to Martinsville, to paperclip. That's Case Kane run there. Good. We're usually pretty fast there. Yeah, it's... uh. Be interesting to see if that VHD stuff they put down does anything yeah. for the outside lane or not. Because you always, you know, restarts the top lane getting into one after you get the green rolls pretty good. Yeah. You can kind of roll three and four on the top, but the next time you get the one, you better hope you're at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. I don't know, man. Look, Martinsville's been kind of like the new Bristol. A lot of beating and banging and moving guys around. And I, I don't know. It's just there's a lot on the line for these eight teams. And – you know, you would say, well, everybody needs to take care of them and res- race them respectively. It's their problem is the way I look at it. they got to take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, Case Kane needs to go out and win a race. Clint Boyer needs to go out and win a race. But it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting week. you got to qualify good there, man. Yeah. 
There's nothing worse than starting like 30th at Martinsville. Yeah, the leaders are coming like 14 laps. As soon as you say green flag and as soon as they get single file, he's a half straightaway back and you're getting lapped, you know, and it just makes your whole day crazy. Mm. But it's Pit, fun. Road, Pit Road's fun there. Pit Road's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's tight, man. Yeah. That place is cool. We all grew up racing on short tracks, so. What are y'all doing this weekend? You're off again. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Oscar Blues, one of our sponsors, sponsors the um, at their rebranch in Brevard, North Carolina. They have the Pisgah oh. Mountain Mountain Biking Festival. So wow. we're going to go show some sponsor love this cool. weekend. What, what is a mountain biking festival? Uh, they do demo <laughs> mountain bikings, group rides, a lot of beer consumption. Have you ever gone mountain biking? No. It is the hardest thing. It's so difficult. So hard. <laughs> I went straight into a tree, hit my head on it, and it busted my glasses and broke them in my forehead. And I was like done that's why i only road cycle i can't do it you need coordination and like even riding i tried to go cycling with casey and trainer ryan a couple yeah. years ago yeah right through here <laughs> hurt He's grabbing hurt his legs for anyone who couldn't see and that. i got lost i couldn't keep up with you got lost. <laughs> we were on uh what kind of bikes do you have one that he's got in the shop. It's a road. I have no clue. It's white, I think. And I have the little, <laughs> the little clipping doodads, yeah. so that if you stop, you got to twist your your heel out right. to put or, your foot down, or you just fall. Or over. you just fall. <laughs> and so we were on um, over there by Williamson, kind of. That's where we were riding, kind of going down into the point. Yeah. And it's four. It's two lanes each way. So I got. I was way behind him. I couldn't keep up with the draft, man. I was. I was Gibbs. I couldn't keep you're, up. You're on the road. Yeah, on the road. And then so I kind of got an idea of where they're at. And about 20 minutes later, here comes Ryan and Casey going the back way. the other way. I'm like, son <laughs> of a bitch. So I had to turn around and catch up with them. They went like 15 miles. I think I did three. And I'm like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> did y'all ever get off road? No, it was like cycle. Like, uh, I thought oh, we were talking cycling. about mountain biking. We were, but I switched gears on you. Oh, but you didn't, didn't tell I didn't me tell that. You. Yeah. <laughs> I kept hearing this. He has no segue. No, I mean, we're talking about mountain biking, and he's talking about riding on the road. I'm like, hell, I could do well, that. Well, mountain bikes will ride on the road, but well, no. <laughs> <and> <laughs> riding a bike in general is completely overrated. Yeah. By so the you, way, Williamson is completely flat. How could you not keep up with them? Have you ever seen... That's what I ride on. I ride on Williamson. He's a 115 pounds. That's a true statement. Maybe 109. Casey's in shape, too. He's half my size. How long has uh, Ryan been training him? Ten years? Eight years? Yeah, probably may not ten, but a while. So, Jimmy Johnson got here and kind of changed the game. He kind of pulled a Ricky Carmichael on us, right? So, he got into tip-top shape, and everybody's like, well, it makes him a better race car driver. So, Jamie McMurray went out and got Ricky Carmichael's trainer, and he won some races that year. Daytona 500, Brickyard, second in the Coke 600. So, like, everybody was making moves to get trainers. Well, Casey was like, I'll just bring a trainer in-house. So, he's a in-house for KKR, which is awesome for these guys because all the employees get to use him, too. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's a good guy, too. He he runs, like, six-minute miles or something crazy. Ugh. Yeah, Ryan's a big guy, so for him to be able to do that's nuts. You know, he's – Use a safety in college football. Yeah. Right, you can come in and use the JRM gym. I'll train you. I can? Yeah. You'll train me? Yeah. We'll start with five-pound weights. <laughs> <laughs> we can start with more than five. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all. Thanks you say y'all? No, I say you, got, you guys. You guys. You guys. You guys. Eh. like to thank One Main again for sponsoring this podcast in the Exalted Studio and for Hamlin for getting us out of a bind. Yeah, thanks. I'm such a great sub. <laughs> Super Don't sub. sound too enthusiastic about coming. <laughs> I'd leave real quick. He needs more caffeine. Yeah. I'm good. Or a taser. Yeah. <laughs> now you're talking. Taser. Y'all have a good week. We're out. Peace. Holla.
At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. Ice, ice, baby. Dun, 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 dun. You might have to keep reaching for that one, sister. So then what color do you wear on Mondays? Thank you. Just to belt one out in the shower like that would be pretty awesome. What? This is Natalie Sather. Tune into Motor Mouse every other Wednesday right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Boom. Mic drop. Gone with the wind. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 